were watching Friday, you'd have heard one of our guests talking about Ukraine's ingenuity and the stealth-like deployment of its drones and new technology. All of that on full display in the early hours of this morning when a naval drone took out part of the Kerch Bridge that links Russia with Ukraine. We'll discuss tonight what that means to Ukraine's counteroffensive. Also on the programme, reaction to the news that Russia is restoring its grain blockade in the Black Sea. The UN says the poorest countries will pay the price if Ukraine is denied access to world markets. And a breakthrough on Alzheimer's treatment. Two new drugs coming to market that will slow the effects of the disease, giving hope for millions of families around the world. All that to come. On Sunday, Vladimir Putin told the Russian people that the Ukrainian counteroffensive had failed. In the early hours of this morning, the Ukrainian special forces sent an unmanned naval drone, controlled remotely, and blew up his bridge that links Ukraine with mainland Russia. The daylight pictures show that one side of it is now out of action. For Ukrainians, the Kerch Bridge that was inaugurated by Vladimir Putin in 2018 is a hated symbol of Russian occupation. For Moscow, it is a vital link in resupplying Russian forces that occupy Crimea and the southern Kherson region. And that further complicates their logistical problems. But more than that, it demonstrates in the most visible fashion that the Ukrainian counteroffensive is very much alive and it is a further blow to Putin's propaganda. Our Russia editor, Steve Rosenberg, reports. It's been called Russia's most important bridge and it's been attacked again. You can see the road split and sloping. Russia says Ukrainian naval drones struck at night. Two people were killed in the explosion. The bridge links the Russian mainland with annexed Crimea. It's a vital supply route for Russian troops fighting in Ukraine. Russian investigators called it a terrorist attack by the Ukrainian security services. This was the scene here nine months ago. Russia had accused Ukraine then of attacking the bridge with explosives hidden in a lorry. Ukraine calls this bridge illegal. The 12-mile-long road and rail bridge is not only strategically important to the Kremlin, it's hugely symbolic. Vladimir Putin was first across when it opened in 2018, as if he wanted to show the world that Russia and Crimea were now joined forever. So for the second time in less than a year, the bridge that Vladimir Putin built, this symbol of Russia's annexation of Crimea, has come under attack. The Kremlin says it will respond by continuing with what it still calls the special military operation, Russia's war in Ukraine. But what the Kremlin won't be continuing, it said today, is with the deal that had kept global food prices stable. Brokered by the UN, the agreement allowed Ukraine to keep exporting grain via the Black Sea. Moscow, though, says it's not getting what it was promised and will no longer guarantee the safety of shipping. The Kremlin insists its decision is unconnected to the attack on the bridge. But right now, Russia seems in no mood for a quick compromise. Steve Rosenberg, BBC News, Moscow. We're pleased to have with us tonight Mikey Kay. He is the UK's former military strategic planner. He spent 20 years as an RAF assault helicopter pilot. Mikey, good to have you back on the programme. Um, what kind of thing do you think the Ukrainians might have used to blow this bridge up? Um, 
Well, I, I think the first thing that's, that's really important to talk about, Christian, is, is, is there are rules in war, but when someone's backed in the corner or you have a strategic asset like Crimea, uh, which very much is a strategic asset to, to Putin because of it's the home of the Black Sea Fleet, which gives Putin access to the Mediterranean. It's also uh, home to the air power fleet, which protects the Black Sea Fleet uh, from the air. It, it, this is hugely strategic for Putin. So when it comes to trying to get an advantage, when it comes to the rules of war, so to speak, um, you know, there are ways around that. And if, if, if Ukraine can see an advantage to compromising what are called the logistics lines of communication, the LOCs, in order to resupply whatever's going on in Crimea from a from a Russian war perspective, uh, then I think Ukraine will see that as as fair game. Um, as to your question, what was used to um, to blow the bridge? I mean, anything could be used to blow the bridge as long as it's got explosive C4 type type qualities. I think the the question is is um, not necessarily uh, what material was used, but but how it was done by the Ukrainians, how much was used, what is the intent of the Ukrainians uh, in order to do this? And, and you'll have to forgive me here. Um, do we have empirical evidence to suggest that the Ukrainians actually blew the bridge? Have they admitted to that? That's the bit that I'm a, I'm a little bit hazy on at the moment. Yeah, because uh, as per usual, the Ukrainians are maintaining their, their ambiguity about this. Uh, no doubt, though, it does complicate the logistical challenge for Moscow. If we were to explain it to people here in the UK, it, it shaped a little bit like the Isle of Wight, although considerably bigger. Not easy to resupply by ship. No, absolutely not. And I, I think, um, Christian, we spoke on this programme not so long ago um, when there were myriads of cruise, cruise missile attacks going into Ukraine from Russia. Uh, and one of the areas where those cruise missile attacks were being launched from was the Black Sea Fleet from Crimea. Uh, and obviously, you know, as these cruise missiles are going in um, uh, from the Black Sea into Ukraine, they're going to have to be resupplied in some way. And that, that critical resupply line of communication will be across that bridge unless there's an alternate, which you've just alluded to, which is potentially, you know, via sea. But when you, when you start adding... Sea lines of communication to the mix, that's a, a different logistical challenge and it adds a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, just in the context of the, the counter-offensive, uh, they've told us this weekend that they've retaken 18 square kilometres, that's about seven square miles in the past week. Um, that's in the east and in the south of the country. Um, that means in total they've reclaimed about 81 square miles. Do you think an attack like this, taking out one lane of the bridge, will put further pressure on that and perhaps help them gain some 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 further impetus in that counter-offensive? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not Zelensky. I'm not in Zelensky's mind. But if you look at it from a you know campaign planning, war fighting perspective, anything that can delay a resupply, uh, anything that can add. Uh, severe tensions on the ability for Russia to be able to continue its objectives. What those objectives are uh, is regaining some terrain. But the, the numbers that you're talking about in terms of how much terrain um, you know, has, been, has been taken back by Russia, you also got to look about how many lives is that costing? Um, how long is it taking? Uh, and how much capability is it requiring Russia in order to make these, what I would call, uh, very limited gains, because at some point, 
you know, the, 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 the logistical resupply aspect is the key for, for, for success in, in any war. There was a famous Russian general that once said, if you don't have the logistics supply, you know, the, the war effort will run dry very, very quickly. And, uh, and this is what we're seeing at the moment. And this has always been the problem with Russia's ability to launch any sustained counteroffensive. And so what the Ukrainians are doing are absolutely heading right to the nub of, of, of what will prevent them from doing that. In military parlance, Christian, we call that center of gravity analysis. And, and you look at what are the critical requirements um, and the critical capabilities, and you kind of look at you know, what can you touch? What can you put a bomb on? Doesn't have to be necessarily a bomb. It can be an ideology. It can be anything. But what is the thing that you have to attack in order to bring the enemy to its knees? And I think, you know, the bridge would have been high up there in Ukrainian campaign central gravity analysis hmm. to go after to, to, to prevent what Russia are trying to do at the moment, yeah. which is effectively reclaim territory and, and, and counter offense. So an outsized advantage blowing up one line of the bridge but but also hugely important to morale because there you have Vladimir Putin last week saying ah oh, the counteroffensive is floundering and then they go and take out his bridge and that 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 damages Russian propaganda but also it's a it, it presumably is hugely important not just to the morale of the soldiers but to to the Ukrainian people more widely yeah, one of the other aspects of this center of gravity in Alice, Christian, is, so I mentioned critical capabilities and critical requirements, is critical vulnerabilities. And, you know, I would, I would be flabbergasted if in the Russian campaign planning strategic process, um, they wouldn't have identified the bridge as one of their critical vulnerabilities. And therefore, what that would then lead you to do is, how do you defend that bridge at all costs from being from being compromised because of the significant consequence it will have if the Ukrainians manage to compromise that line of commu communication in any way? And so, you know, this is this is all part of getting ahead of the drag curve, getting ahead of the game, understanding what your vulnerabilities are and how you defend those vulnerabilities at all costs, and then understanding what the consequences are and what the contingency planning is if. Um, that critical vulnerability is compromised. And, and, and now it's happened. I think what will be really interesting to see play out is the way that Russia deals with that. You mentioned using a sea line of communication, which is one contingency plan. Um, but there are only so many contingencies uh, that you can actually have until you, you get to what's called a, culminate, a culminating point. This is all campaign planning mm. parlance. You know? And if there's a culminating point, which is a consequence of the bridge being taken, then again, you know, why were why were Russia leaving that bridge over uh, open to vulnerability, mm -hmm. um, and how could they have prevented Ukraine from taking such an action? Yeah, well, in the long term, it may prove to be a crucially important moment. Mike, it's good to have you on the program. Thank you for coming on.